Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Armchair Book and Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Stunning Steve Barber. And joining me, as always, is my awesome co-host, the intellectual rock star himself, Delicious Joyland Davis. Hey, everybody. By the way, I really appreciate your show today on Professor Pig. I had never heard of the Professor Pig. Thank you. Uh, and it sounds like one of the creepiest individuals like in the history of ever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it actually sounds like a criminal, you know, like one of the unsubs of Criminal Minds. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Uh, so if y'all have not heard Intellectual Rockstar, go give it a listen. It is absolutely great. I always make sure I, uh, I try to stay caught up in the episodes. And as soon as I saw you posted today on Facebook that, hey, the new episode's out, I went ahead and made sure I downloaded it. You know, so Professor Pig. Thank you. Pig. I appreciate that. Yep. Professor yep, yep. Pig. P-Y-G Pig. Unlike, you know, Animal House, that boy is a P-I-G pig. This is P-Y-G pig. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, today we're going to be talking about something that recently happened, but it's, you know, kind of leads into historical aspects as well. Uh, the bloodline has really just splintered. Yeah. And we saw that from Jay and Jimmy Uso both, you know, kicking Rowan in the face the other night. Mm-hmm. And they kicked. Solo Sokoa, their own brother. Yeah. The face. You know, Roman is her cousin, second cousin, whatever. You know, he's their, uh, he's actually their dad's cousin. Mm-hmm. But, but Solo Sokoa is their brother. Mm-hmm. And they, they kicked him in the face. So I imagine that the holidays around their household right now is probably not going to be pleasant. Yeah. It's going to be a little icy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they're going to say, hey, can you pass potatoes? And next thing you know, somebody gets hit in the head with <laughs> with, with a potato. So, yeah. But either way, it's still enjoyable. Um, you know, I, I like Sammy and and KO still being tag team champions. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I hopefully they stay the champions for a while. And, and hopefully Gunther holds the intercontinental belt until he passes the Ponky Tonk Man. Yep, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, Fingers crossed. Yes. And I don't think there's anybody except for maybe the Honky Tonk Man, you know, who's going against that. Everybody wants him to pass up the Honky Tonk Man. I mean, remember when Santino Morello was the intercontinental champion and he had the honky meter and <laughs> it would show how many days he had until he beat the Honky Tonk Man, which, of course, you know, he never did. But never did. Everybody wanted Santino to beat the record. It's like nobody wants the honky tonk man to be the all time uh, record holder for the Intercontinental title. Because, in my opinion, he wasn't believable as a champion. He wasn't believable. He wasn't any good. Right. That's that's the whole thing. It's like he was not any good. It's like Mike's skills were decent, in ring work was not good at all. And there's a Weasley heel. And then there's the honky tonk man. Right. Yeah. And it's like, mm, no, no, just none of it was good. No. And, you know, he got in the business through nepotism and then mm-hmm. he stayed in there through cronyism. Yep. And, you know, now I don't know if Jerry Lawler actually got him like in the business, you know, because there for the longest time, they actually said that even though they were cousins and they were, they were saying this was, you know, a shoot that they actually didn't like each other. And then, mm-hmm. Jerry Lawler came out and said later on that was never true. <laughs> he <laughs> said they they always got along, you know. So, um, and don't know where that started, you know. But there's no telling. <laughs> yeah. But oh, 
But uh, what are you going to do, huh? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I do want to give some shout outs. So always got a shout out to Ed the Hillbilly Hill. He's, you know, he gives you feedback and he gives me feedback mm-hmm. and he's always letting us know how we're doing and he gives us uh, ideas and, um, and, and Ted, he is the, the pod father and to go check him out. Uh, the heel truth. He's not doing the socials anymore, but he's still doing the podcast and he's also on, he, he's getting his YouTube channel up and going. Okay. You know, so, uh, his, so his now award-winning, uh, critically acclaimed audio podcast will also be award-winning critically acclaimed on YouTube. There you go. You know, so um, give, give another shout out to BC Hunter. He had, actually, I had messaged him and I sent him a picture of the Star Wars cubes, you know, with the with the little heads. Yeah, yeah. And and he, so like he's a, you know, he just did an LOL. He's like, yeah, I don't, I don't ever remember seeing them in the box. He said, I don't remember <laughs> those at all. You know, so uh, the little ones, yeah, they, they, that's what I've seen on a couple of like cube message boards. So yeah, that that's my nerd. <laughs> um and they we also yeah they came from Canada and every time you go on eBay and look you'll see majority of them bid on them or buy them outright they are usually coming from Canada oh okay you know so um but <clears throat> uh, and also give a shout out to Finisher Wrestling you know those guys were awesome yes they were uh, yep yep we got to get on their show next because we have. You know, they already got a topic for us. In fact, they, mm-hmm. they told us a topic before they even came on our show. You yeah. know, I was like, hey, cool. So we got we got some stuff in the works, you know, because we always uh, make it a, a we're, we're going to make it a good show with them, just like they made it a good show with us. So absolutely. Uh, and of course, Dad Ward Order, can't forget them. Mm-hmm. They're always shouting us out. Uh, TNC Sports Talk, you know, Justin, when whenever he's able to record, he always shouts us out. And, um, and, uh, of course, I always got to give a shout out to Kyle. He was actually on my other podcast, the Cubicle Chat podcast, last week. He came on there, and we we had a good time with that. And uh, speaking of Cubicle Chat, I'm going to throw this out there. I have a feeling my next episode on that is going to be a review of the movie Break In, and maybe both Break In and Break In Two. Electric Boogaloo. Yes, sir. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, they're just. <laughs> just awful just it's awful they're Those. fun movies they are very very fun movies um i have not seen oh i had up until yesterday i had not seen either one in over 35 years mm-hmm. and when i was watching i was like oh my um <laughs> this is not good it's fun <laughs> it's fun but it's not good well, it's like going back and watching the Warriors. The Warriors was awesome when I was a kid. You know, I have I've never watched seen it. it. I've never seen it. It's I've watched it since I've been an adult, and it's like, oh, this is not good at all. Now it's a cult classic, and there's still people that love it. But me mm-hmm. personally, it just it does not hold up well at all. Um, yeah, uh, I, and my wife had had found. Breaking two electric boogaloo on DVD mm-hmm. a few months ago, but I said we can't watch it until we watch. Yeah, you got to watch person. the. Yeah. And so now we've we watched Breaking, found it in a bookstore yesterday, um, half price books. That's the bookstore chain. Found it, and we we 
since it was Father's Day, I threw that card down and said, look here, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we're watching Breaking. This is what we're watching. This is what we're watching. And I started watching it, and my daughter, she looked and she said, this is borderline after-school special, you know. Or, <laughs> ah, she's not yeah, wrong. Yeah, and <laughs> my wife said the same thing. She's like, and because we, we had to, then we had to explain what an after-school special was to my son. He had never heard of mm. it. But, okay. Um, but like, yeah, because there was like one, one instance of a language that they would have to bleep out. Mm -hmm. Um, and they dropped a GD bomb, you know, which mm -hmm. is normally, you know, not acceptable on like an after school special. Yeah. But I mean, they're calling each other. Look here, sucker. All right. Boom. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Wow. You got him there. You know, yeah. burn, <laughs> burn. And. So much dancing, so much yeah. dancing—the entire movie. Yeah, uh, just the stuff you don't you don't think about when you're you know ten years old watching a movie. Yeah, uh, it, it's like they're either showing like break dancing or they're showing like ballet dancing or a mixture of the two. Where they're mm -hmm. and then I don't know who it was that asked, "What is the plot of this movie?" I'm like, you know, I, I don't know anymore. <laughs> I never knew. It's like yeah, I, I know I breaking know. breaking two actually does have a plot. Yeah, you know, they're they're trying to save the, you know, like the the youth center called Miracle. Mm. You know, so I get that one. That one actually does have a underlying plot. Breaking really didn't. I, you know, <laughs> I and you know, and them having their their dance fight, their dance war with electro rock, and. <laughs> The one girl, you know, the secret weapon of Electro Rock, she just comes out and she's doing this the whole time. And I'm even like, I can even beat that, mm -hmm. you know? But anyway, <laughs> so, but yeah, that'll be in, probably be on my next episode. <laughs> um, I was hoping to get a, our mutual friend to come on and do the cubes. He got back with me yeah, and he said that mm -hmm. yeah, his anxiety, he can't do it, which I get, you know. Yeah. But I did tell him the invite's always there. Fear changes his mind. Yeah. So, he's a really good guy. He's, oh, he's yeah, one of our like he's one of our good friends. So, uh, of course, the funny thing is, you know, I have to point out to him. Yeah, you know, he may already know this. Erno Rubik was a architect. Mm, yeah, and, uh, I'm sure he does because um, he went to school for that. He went to for school architecture. for architecture, right? Mm -hmm. So, saw that in his bio. So, but anyway, back to the story at hand. Wrestling. Uh, SmackDown. I've caught the highlights. I haven't been able to actually sit there and actually watch the recording, but I have seen the highlights. It seemed like it was a pretty decent show. At least the crowd was popping hard when they were kicking Roman Reigns in the face. Yeah, when I mean, Jay Uso went through the entire thing, and he's like really laying in the jimmy, and you're like, well, he's you know, you knew you knew he was turning on Roman. I mean, if you watched long enough, you knew that's just how the story had to come full circle, you know, but the way he just lit into Jimmy and everything he was saying was like, maybe he's not, maybe they decided not to do it yet. And then when he's like, you're out and I'm out too. And then kicks Roman in the face. I was like, like Michael Cole was like, oh my God. And it was like, it was one of those type of moments. And then. You know, Solo 
charges at him, gets kicked in the face. And then Roman gets up screaming at him. He's like, you don't need me. You think you don't need me? And then they both kick him in the face. So uh, like our good friend Raleigh Matthews would say, somebody's going to get a kick in the face. Exactly. And the crowd was eating it up. I mean, they were, Jay Uso had the entire arena in the palm of his hand. And that just shows how much Jay has progressed as a performer. You know, he was already a great wrestler. Usos are the greatest tag team in WWE history, in my opinion. But Jay Uso as a single star is just, you know, he's really come into his own, especially with the character work. I am sending a <clears throat> message to a friend of ours right now who's actually there. Um. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Trey. Yeah. Trey was yep. actually there. Trey was there. Yeah. Uh, I think Trey and Courtney. Yeah. I just want to ask him how big, how loud was the crowd uh, Friday night when they started kicking, <laughs> when they started kicking Roman in the face. <laughs> uh, and the very next night, WWE, they were actually in Cincinnati. And, uh, and of course, once again, I'm, you know, uh, need need money. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. wasn't able to go. Um, so how loves the car Friday night when they started kicking Roman in the face? All right, because it's one thing to hear it on TV. Yeah, it's another but, thing to actually be there. Yeah, I'm sure that arena was. I'm sure it was shaken almost when when that happened. And yeah. now they've booked a. That they're calling the Bloodline Civil War match, uh, the Usos versus Roman and Solo at Money in the Bank, which I'm fine with the match. I'm sure it's going to be an excellent match, but it's once again, Roman's not defending his world title on a pay-per-view. You know, remember back <clears throat> in the day when Hogan used to catch criticism? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't because he wasn't defending the title. It was because he wasn't defending it as much as Ric Flair. Ric Flair was depend defending it um you know almost every day of the week. And oh yeah. Literally twice on Sunday sometimes. Yeah. And not only was he defending it, he was having like sixty minute Clary Wyndham, you know, stuff like that. Well, Hogan's giving you the three hundred punches of kick and a leg drop right and he's doing it like two three times a week and vince was trying yeah. to say, oh, it's a grueling schedule like no not it's like not not yeah no and you know well now uh well then we were brock has called criticism for not defending mm -hmm. it as much now i think roman he's probably defending it a little bit more than brock but that's not saying much yeah but to have the pay-per-views where your champion, champion, the undisputed champion, mm -hmm. is not de defending the title. And then they're saying his reign is going to be one of the longest reigns ever. Well, no crap. I mean, his reign's not going to end if he never defends it. Yeah. And here's the thing he defended it this past weekend against Rey Mysterio at a house show. Wonder, but hmm. he's not. Wow. But he's I not. He, I guess that's what they did in Cincinnati. Uh, I, I think so. I'm not 100% yeah. sure, but I know he defended it. Uh, I guess Ray, which is fine, you know, fans in attendance got a world title match, 
but Money in the Bank is one of their bigger pay-per-views of the year. Mm-hmm. Why is why is his world title not going to be defended? Because Seth is. Seth will be defending the world title against Finn Balor at Money in the Bank. Uh oh. Because we're going to be doing a Money in the Bank preview and predictions here mm-hmm. within the next couple of weeks. Um, I'm going to go ahead and throw up a prediction that whoever wins Money in the Bank, they're going to cash in on Roman after the the Bloodline uh, Civil War match. They could. They very well could. Uh, the front runners are Damian Priest and L.A. Knight. Oh, L.A. Knight, he is so over right now. Yeah, are the two front runners, And, like, people are really surprised. I know we'll get back to the bloodline thing in a second. But, right. yeah, like you said, L.A. Knight is so over. And people are, it's like management. I think management is surprised at how over he is. It's like you hired him. Somebody in that company had to have watched Impact Wrestling mm-hmm. when he wrestled there. He was over there, and he was a heel, and he was over. He was the Impact World Champion at one point. It's like, I don't understand how the management's like, oh, he's really, you know, he's really popular with the fans. He's always been popular with the fans. <laughs> when he, like, when he does the L.A. Knight thing, that's because everywhere else he wrestled, it was Eli Drake. It's ah, the same, okay. you know, yeah. the same motion, the same you know, voice pattern, and it's like fans from his and Impact Wrestling and the Independents are fans of him in WWE, and his popularity is just going up. I'm afraid they're going to screw it up, though, and not. I Personally, I think he should be the one to win Money in the Bank. He's hot right now. Because Damian Priest will get his time because they're already grooming him to be a main event guy. He's going to get his time. But the money in the bank should go to L.A. Knight. He's, you know, he's he's the hot commodity right now, and you got to strike while the iron's hot. WWE has a bad habit of, oh, we've got this really popular star over here, but here's who we want to be the popular star. So we're going to put the briefcase on him, uh, a.k.a. Austin Theory, and yeah. it didn't work. That the, the, was... The briefcase for Austin Theory was the worst thing that oh. happened to him in his career. He he was so much better once he got rid of that once he lost that briefcase. Oh, it, just yeah, that one the way that ended, you know, they're like somebody's going to get a title shot tonight, open challenge. Okay, here's I'm going to do my briefcase then. No, they yeah, literally said like, open challenge. You don't even have yeah, to they the said, briefcase. You don't have to cash it. And here's Dummy. the thing. Since when are we cashing in money in the bank on the mid-card title? I mean, I know they said it could be any title. <clears throat> and I was still waiting for R-Truth to cash it in on the 24-7 title. <laughs> <laughs> that that would have been awesome. But, I mean, every time it's ever been cashed in, it's always been on a world championship. It's never yeah. been on a mid-card title. So it's like they've even said on certain money in the banks that whoever you know whoever wins this has a guaranteed world championship match yeah. at, at their choosing. So it was just dumb to it it makes the wrestler look stupid to not cash yeah. in on the world title but do it on the undercard title. Yeah. Yep. Um but 
um, anyway, like you know, we were saying about about the bloodline and Roman holding it and not defending it, even not defending it at the next pay per view, which is Money in the Bank, and that's that's over in London. Um, yeah, that is in London, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. at the O the um, O Arena, I believe. Oh, oh, the O two. Yeah. Yeah, I've been there. I saw Miley Cyrus there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, you know what? That I, I didn't. It wasn't planned out for me to go watch Miley Cyrus. The other people, uh, the other woman and her daughter, mm-hmm. um, who were supposed to go, ended up backing out last minute um, because it was snowing in the little village we lived in. Oh, uh, okay. You know, um, when we um, we drove down on Friday because I had. Mm-hmm. To, Started the day at work and then only had to work half a day and then got in the car and left. Um, well, this woman and her daughter, her daughter was Avery's best friend. Um, and then I actually worked, I had just went to the second base in England. I actually worked with this woman's husband. He was actually a mm-hmm. contractor and they just happened to live in our same village. And that's how Avery and this girl named Jessica became friends. Um, and they were in the same kindergarten class. That's mm-hmm. and then he's just been friends ever since. But, um, Avery was part of the Miley Cyrus fan club. Okay. You know, because of Hannah Montana and all that. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's how they ended up. They got four tickets. And I was, I was going down there cause I was driving. I actually was just going to hang out in the hotel whenever right. they, you know, whenever they went and, you know, and it was, um, and this other woman, you know, Tammy, she was actually supposed to come down too, but because it was snowing and it was snowing hard in the little mm-hmm. village of Munford where we lived. And, you know, so when we took off, um, you know, we're like, okay, we'll meet y'all down there. And, but then once we, um, London was about an hour and a half away from us and about 20, 30 minutes into the drive, the snow stopped all Mm -hmm. of a sudden. I mean, it was like nothing. And we told them like, Hey, um, there's no snow once you get past, you know, this certain point. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, her husband ended up telling her because, and he had some stuff, and I actually knew this because he was, you know, he was actually the head civilian where we were mm-hmm. at. There were some maintenance issues going on with like the power grid, and those things had been going on before I'd even left work, and and I knew those were legit. So he didn't want her driving, you know, by herself going down there. Right. I'm like, I get it. Then we're also like, well, get on the train and come down. Yeah, you know? <laughs> the train system, but. They didn't, so now we had these two extra tickets, and so we're like, all right, I guess I'll go watch Miley Cyrus, and actually, um, <laughs> her brother's band, Metro Station. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, they had, like, one song that they're kind of known for, the shake, 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 shake it. Oh, okay. Um, yep, yeah, so, um, yeah, and it wasn't a bad show. Miley Cyrus, she could perform. I mean, there was no doubt. She put on a good show, because, I mean... um. She was only 17 at the time because this was before she lost her mind on the MTV Music Awards show. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, cut her hair and was like attempting to twerk. Yeah. And looked like really horrible doing it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was, was like, bad. I, I don't know what happened to her, but she, that girl lost her flipping mind. <laughs> but, you know, but I mean, it was Avery's very first concert though, and, and she had a good time. And so, um, you know, so and so we, I went. We had a ticket that never got used, and so we had an mm. em, we had an empty seat beside us. Right, uh, and that place was packed. But yeah, that was at the O2 Arena, the same place that they're going to be having 
money in the bank. So I can say, yeah, I've been there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, it should be an excellent match. I mean, the story is still, the story is still going strong and that's, you don't see this in pro wrestling these days, you know, no, you don't. back in the, back in the day is to see a prolonged storyline and it, it can hold up. But in the, when things got to where they just hot shotted stuff so much, just to pop a rating or whatever, you don't get this kind of long drawn out storyline thing. And I mean, this has been going on since 2020. God, it has. Yeah. Wow. It's been, it's been going on since uh, Roman first won the universal title in 2020 as after he came back from uh, taking time off uh, because, you know, because of COVID and stuff. Right. And it's been going on ever since. And it's, it doesn't look like it's slowing down any, and it's still interesting mm-hmm. to everybody. So, but you look at, you look at this current family feud between the Usos and then Roman and Solo over here. And then, you know, you think about other family feuds in wrestling. You've had, you know, you've had Stardust versus Goldust. Yep. You had Cody versus Dustin in AEW. One of the AEW's first mm-hmm. few pay-per-views. Yep. Cody and Dustin had a, a hell of a match. Yep. Um, and you've had, like we were talking before the show, the Andersons, Ole and Arn, when Ole got kicked out of the Horsemen. And for just a brief moment, Ole was a face, and which was weird. It was just, yeah, Ole it, being it, a face it, is just weird for me. But not, him not and the Arn, first time he's been a face, but, it's, no, but yeah, it didn't. But yeah. after being a Horseman and all the stuff he had done, for now to be a face and the fans are supposed to cheer him. And that's why it didn't work because the fans are like, no, we're not cheering this guy. We haven't forgotten what he did. Exactly. Um, but they went at it. Of course, you know, the man family drama has been going on, on, you know, on TV and pay-per-view since really WrestleMania 17. Vince and Shane had their match. Foley was the referee. Yep. Uh, Shane, the, the year before at Mania 2000 or whatever they're calling it. That's right. That's right. Yeah, they uh, had the yeah. man in every corner. Yeah. And then. One of the worst uh, Mania's ever. Oh, Lord. Because here's the thing. Nothing against Mick Foley. And I appreciate the fact that they put him in the match. He deserved yeah. to have a WrestleMania main event. The match should have always just been Triple H in the Rock. Yeah, that's because that's what it came down to. That was the feud everybody was trying to get to. This had to eliminate Big Show and Mick Foley first to get to it. Then you have the big McMahon swerve where he turns heel again and all this. And it's like. But you've had Vince versus Shane, you've had Vince versus Stephanie. Which was just a ridiculous match that Vince was literally beating the crap out of his daughter on pay-per-view. And Which it's is like, just uncomfortable. Yeah, it's like, why was this match even booked? The the Shane um, like the Shane match with him at WrestleMania was a good match. All the drama and everything and then, you know, Shane 
is a pretty good athlete. Vince sells like nobody yeah. else. Um, like you said before that, you know, we had the whole ministry of darkness thing and Shane had, you know, had the corporate ministry and Shane was, it was yeah. Shane and Undertaker running that. And then Vince ends up being the higher power and says he was behind the whole thing, which made no sense. That was actually supposed to be Christopher Daniels. Really? The higher power. Yeah. But something happened and they could never, you know, get things worked out. So Vince just thought, well, who better in a role than me? Anybody, Vince. Anybody <laughs> but you. Anybody but you, Vince. Yeah. Anybody but you. But you're, I mean, you're, you're forgetting the most obvious family feud, though. Brett Owen. Yeah. Brett Owen. Yep. I kicked your leg out from under your leg. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Get your leg out of your leg. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was an excellent feud. Um, I had one of the best WrestleMania matches ever. Oh, yeah. Anybody who hasn't seen it, go watch WrestleMania 10. Yep. They, op they opened the show and nobody else could follow it. Nope. Um, and so Brett had the very first match of the night. In the very last match. In the very last match. Yep. And then Owen came out, of course, after Brett beat Yokozuna, you know, for the title. Then Owen came out and was just standing there in the aisle looking like. Yeah, just. And, uh, and then they had an excellent uh, cage match at SummerSlam mm -hmm. that year uh, for the title. Um, like they just had an, they had an excellent feud and then it ended up going into, you know, the extended version of the Heart Foundation during the Attitude Era, where everybody came, you know, everybody kind of came together. But I mean, uh, Brett and Bulldog had some had some wars. You know, they had the match at SummerSlam. Yep. You know, one, at Wembley, the, one of the best SummerSlam matches ever. Mm -hmm. And then they also had a match later, a few years, a few years later. Uh, Brett was the champion. Bulldog was a challenger. Uh, it was at an in your house. I can't remember which one at this point, but uh, Brett got busted open. It was it was a pretty violent, bloody match. Brett Brett ended up winning, but it's it's a good match. If you can go, it's one to go out of your way to watch if you can find it. Okay. It should be you know it's on it's on Peacock. So one of the in your houses. Mm hmm. Um, which at the time was the WWS version of Clash of the Champions. There were so many of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so, yeah, and it's like they they started out just in your house this, in your house that, and then they started giving them names and all this, and it's like which is easier to keep track of than like Clash of the Champions number twenty eight. I'm like, so yeah. Uh, yeah, give it a name. Yeah, okay. it's like which one was twenty eight. It's like, I mean, I've seen them all, but it's like I need to know who was on which one. Yeah, you know, and was like the Super Bowl. Where they only have one a year, it's easy to keep track mm -hmm. of. It. Yeah. So, but um, but I think this one because Brett and Owen, I mean, yeah, they they were like a team, if you want to call them that. Mm -hmm. They, but they really were not a team that long before they split. No, they had they had a few tag team matches, and then they had when things really started breaking down was their Survivor Series match. When all the hearts, yeah, all were, the hearts, yeah, and that's really when things fell apart and started to fall apart. And then I think they had a 
think they had a tag match at the Rumble in the, the following year, and I think that's when that's when yeah, because they were yes. going against the uh, Rizos. Yeah, yeah, they had a tag title match, and then Owen blamed Brett for losing and kicked his leg out of his leg, and yep, <laughs> there we um, go. And if people don't know what we're talking about, please go watch the Royal Rumble. <laughs> uh, you just have to see it was a live promo and, and Owen said that. And yeah. Um, of course, that, that Rumble, the Rumble match itself is the one where uh, it was Kevin Nash's uh, breakout party. Yes. Yeah. You know, um, and that's also the one, the Undertaker with the casket match, and apparently he died, you know. Yeah, because it took 10 guys to get him in the casket and all that stuff. It's like, okay, Undertaker, okay, we get it. This supposed supernatural being, this big, strong guy. But it was Yokozuna that he was facing. Mm -hmm. Yokozuna didn't need the help. It shouldn't have taken 10 guys to get him in the casket. And then Uh, he ascends to the heavens and all this stuff, and it's like, ugh. (laughs) And if anybody wants the connection to... Um, the bloodline in that one. Well, Yokozuna, he was one of their the cousins. Mm-hmm. He was part of the Anawaii family, yeah. and also Rikishi was one of the people. His name wasn't Rikishi at the time, but he was one of the uh, the ten, fifteen wrestlers who came out. And, yeah, um, yeah, it was, he was fought. Uh, I think he was still fought too at the was time. He fought too. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, they were calling the the head shrinkers. Yeah. I always hated that name, by the way. I just want to throw that out there. Yeah, I I like the Samoan SWAT team, but I always had it hated the head shrinkers. I felt it yeah. was degrading. Yeah, a little degrading, a little mm, racially tone deaf. Yeah, yeah. There you go. You know the yeah, because not yeah. I think racially tone deaf is a mm-hmm. better perfect way to put it. It's like yeah, don't don't say that. Yeah, it's and like. It's like every Polynesian person does not have to be, you know, portrayed as a savage, you right. know, and mm-hmm. yes, they did it with Umaga. And at first I was like, here we go again. But he made that work. Yeah. Umaga made it work because Umaga he made was it, just, <laughs> he was scared. And the thing is, he made it work and then it got away from him being like a Samoan savage and all this. And they started calling him the Samoan bulldozer. And that worked so much better because yeah. he just came out and just mauled people. And it had nothing to do with head shrinkers or being a sa- being a savage on an island or whatever. It was just this big, strong Samoan dude running through people. By the way, I think Afa, or no, Sika was also, he wasn't involved, involved, but he was like outside the ring, kind of directed traffic a little bit. too. Yeah, because yeah, he was managing the head shrinkers at the time. Yep. So there you go. All these connections, they were all connected to the bloodline. Yeah. That, ni- that was, yeah, 19. No, that was uh, 29 years ago. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Holy yeah. crap. That just seems wow. That was 29 years ago. And here we are. They're all back. I mean, they're like the top. Mm hmm. Top of yep. the cards. Now. But, but yeah, that, that was the night that the hearts, you know, officially broke up. Uh, mm-hmm. and then Owen got, got chucked out of the ring by uh by Kevin Nash or Diesel as who was over at the yeah. time and um he also uh, no he did not eliminate the first um either Fatu or Samu because it was whichever one I think it was had to be Samu he would always get his head caught in the ropes like the Mick Foley thing. Yes. Yeah that was Samu. Yeah. And the Steiners just 
yeah. pushed him and he fell off. But the Steiners also, they mm-hmm. had yeah. they had a couple matches to get, you know, against Yeah, the- because you know, they were legit one of the best tag teams in the world. You're talking, you know, WCW tag champions, mm-hmm. IWGP tag champions, uh WWF tag champions, you know, everywhere they went as a team, they yeah. won gold. Yeah. And deservedly so. But, the, but then Scott gets hurt, you know. This was like late nineties WCW. Scott gets hurt. He's out for a while. You know, Rick's doing his own thing solo. Scott comes back noticeably bigger. Like it's yeah. like he put on a weight <laughs> suit. And and Scott Steiner was not a small man. No, but he was not. When he came back, he had muscles in places I didn't know the human body could have muscles. <laughs> and then they kind of teased the falling out and then he they were defending the tag titles against the outsiders and you know middle of the match they got the outsiders on the ropes they do the whole you know for anybody who doesn't know about the steiners they always have this pose where rick would get down on all fours and then scott would lean over top of him with his hands on his shoulders and yep. rick's barking at people and stuff it's like that face. and then face scribbling. yep and then Scott hit him with the double axe handle and beat him down and helped the outsiders win the tag titles. And then the next night on Nitro, he comes out. He still had the black hair and like the goatee and stuff. He came out on Nitro the next night and he's looking like the reincarnation of superstar Billy Graham. He's got the blonde hair and the goatee and, you know, even had a Superman, even had a Superman symbol on his tights and, it was like, yeah. And they had a couple of matches, <laughs> but not for too, you know, their feud didn't go for too long, but they did they did have a few matches against each other. And also there's one family feud that's actually happening right now. I just it just now hit me. Because we're 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 thinking like brothers and cousins. Mm-hmm. My God, Ray and Dominic. Ray and Dominic oh Lord, yeah. Yeah, Ray and uh, old Dom is still going on. I mean, they're still wrestling each other on the house show loops. And even though they're on two different brands on the house shows, they're still doing like the super shows where everybody kind of comes together. But yeah, you had, you know, Clash at the Castle and Dominic had enough of Ray picking the edge over him and, you know, kicked old Edge in the in the yam bag and then <laughs> um there you go I, I bet that had to have been a very uncomfortable plane ride home <laughs> yeah and that close that clothesline he hit ray with was stiff mm-hmm. i still say dominic should have won that match at wrestlemania that yep. the the story was right there have dom um, yep you know cheat the win be a heel cheat he beats his dad his dad retires that's his last match. Yeah. Dominic has Dominic has that, you know, that notch on his belt that I retired Rey Mysterio. I retired my dad. I retired the greatest luchador to ever step through the ropes. Dominic is a made man right there. And not only that, but I had my WrestleMania moment with my dad. With my dad, yeah. Which that right there would be, you know, we're just a couple of days away, from, uh, removed from Father's Day. 
Yeah. And that exactly. would have been, you know, oh, I, yeah. I do, I do wonder if, if Dominic even called Ray on Father's Day. <laughs> you know, so. Ex-con Dom um, has got too much other stuff going on right he now. He does. I mean, you know, prison changes a man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, really he does. did. He did hard time. He did a hard 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he came out prison. You know, it just changes a man, you know. And, but, the, but I still applaud Dominic. Then that character change, he changed everything about himself. Like, mm-hmm. Because he was the the white meat baby face kid, you know. He was, uh, you know, he was just Ray Mysterio's son. Mm-hmm. Now he's standing. Now he's on his own, and the crowd response that he gets—it's not like that Baron Corbin go away heat or that X Pac oh, go yeah. away heat. The 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 heat that he's <laughs> getting is legitimate heel heat, and Dominic may be the biggest legit heel in that company. Because whenever he picks mm-hmm. up a microphone and starts talking, the fans literally boo him out of the building. Yep. Just and because they despise him that much. Yeah, they just they despise that character. Mm-hmm. What the character did. It's not that they're yeah. going, you know what, your character's stupid. Get out of here. No, they you despise know. what he did and what he keeps doing. Yep. And he's relishing at it because, you know what, they're paying to come watch him. He's getting the oh, reaction. Yeah. Exactly. You he's know, doing so. what a heel is supposed to do. You Having people pay money to see you get beat up just like that arena is going to be packed at money in the bank with people wanting to see Cody Rhodes beat up Dominic. Yep. Um, and by the way, speaking of arenas blowing up, yeah, Trey got back to me. He said the roof blew off the building. I, I bet I can imagine because <laughs> the pop uh, was, the pop was amazing on TV. I can only imagine what it was live. Um, it, I'm going to tell him right now. Um, he said, Oh, he said the whole crowd was actually chanting, you deserve it, even off air. I saw a clip of that on yep. TikTok this morning. Somebody had, had posted a clip. Roman's standing in the ring looking like, and he's like, what is going on? And the uh, whole arena's chanting, you deserve it. So I'm right recording right now, so. Uh, so I just had to ask a question. <laughs> I had to ask. <laughs> Mid-recording. Um, speaking of Baron Corbin, we've asked this question before, and it seemed like he redeemed himself, but then we've had to ask it again. He redeemed himself. Who did Baron Corbin piss off? Uh, I don't know. He's just, the problem is they should have left it alone. The lone wolf character was working. That should have been his character going forward. Not Constable Corbin or King Corbin or Happy Corbin. The only things that have worked in his WWE career has been the Lone Wolf and, and Bum and Broke and Corbin. Bum <laughs> and Broke Corbin. Broke Corbin was fantastic. <laughs> that was excellent. And now that he's on NXT, he's immediately wins a number one contender match for the NXT championship. He's not going to win it. They'd be stupid to take it off Carmelo Hayes and put it on Baron Corbin. They've done something like that before, though. They've taken it off Tommaso Ciampa in a triple threat and put it on Dolph Ziggler, which never made any sense to me at all. Because, because Dolph it's like, Ziggler is an established 
Yeah, you know, Dolph is he's an established star, and I get that they wanted some veteran talent, but the veterans can come in and feud with these younger talents without having to hold the title. Yep, it the, looks the, like they look like bullies. Yeah, the veteran yeah. can come in and chase the title, have the have the younger talent beat the veteran to keep moving them up, not have the veteran come in like you said, like a bully and take the top prize, and then you've got, you know, the young guys chasing the veteran. Because, you know, Barron lost the other night to Cameron Grimes mm -hmm. in like three seconds, four seconds, something like that. Yeah, on the main roster, he's he's a bust. I yeah. mean, I know, he, I know he won Money in the Bank, and I know he won the U.S. title, but his U.S. title reign was a cup of coffee. His Money in the Bank, cash in was ruined because he got into it with um, a fan somebody from a fan who on Twitter. He didn't, and, and here's the thing though. He was, I don't know if he was in character or not during that exchange, but how was he supposed to, how was he supposed to know that that person was in the military? Cause that's what he got in trouble for not getting in, not getting into it with a fan. The fan ended up being a member of the military. Really? And I didn't WWE, know that. WWE was like, oh, no, we can't have this. So they had him cash in on. Against Jinder Mahal. Against Jinder. Yeah. And John Cena cost him the cash in. Yep. Yeah. I am. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, as somebody who spent 20 years in the military, I will tell you, we are not perfect. We are not held to, you know, it, it's not a case of you can't. If I was representing the military and I did something stupid, I would get in trouble. Mm -hmm. um, somebody, I'm not off limits just because, you know, Vince McMahon. I mean, and I, I appreciate the support, you know, from Vince McMahon. Yeah. He's a big I mean, he's a huge supporter of the military, but yeah, it's like. It, it doesn't make me flawless. It doesn't make me above reproach. Yeah. It doesn't mean that. Corbin just got into it with a, what he thought was a fan on Twitter. And then the guy comes out later talking about how he's, you know, he's in the military and all this stuff. That's what got him in trouble with the office. And yeah. I never thought that that was really fair to punish him for. He might have been in character. And especially if he was in character, that's what he's supposed to do. And of course, here's the funny thing also. he's He's been catching flack over the past couple of years because apparently outside the ring, he's actually like a super nice guy and he's like really into like barbecue. And he has his, like his own recipe yeah. for barbecuing. Yeah, he gives tips like legitimate, you know, barbecuing yeah. tips for people. And, um, but I liked the Lone Wolf. I wish they would have kept it at that because even when they had him like shave his head and he became like corporate. Um, but I mean, the it's the Lone Wolf thing still would have worked mm -hmm. even with a shaved head. I mean, really, it would have yeah. made him meaner, look meaner with the shaved head than it did with the receding hairline and stuff going yeah. on. And. They should have, you know, because he's a good wrestler, good move set. Yeah. Um, legitimate. End of days. End of days is still. Yeah. One of the best finishers out there, I would say, of any wrestling promotion. End of days is one of the best moves out there. But it it always confused me when he became like the corporate Baron Corbin, but his background video was still literally the wolf, like the lone wolf. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Didn't make any sense. It, it's like no. so they they didn't invest um, as much as what they should have into the character and nope <clears throat> um like and that's what the basic question is who did he piss off again <laughs> and that's the thing yeah because it's like 
on the main roster, like you said, he's losing to Cameron Grimes in three seconds. In NXT, he's beaten Ilya Dragunov, who is a former uh, NXT UK champion, to become the number one contender to the NXT title. So it's like, what's... I don't like when they have people cross over between NXT and the main roster just because the continuity doesn't match. Right. It's like if you're going to have them go back and forth, they act like that people watch SmackDown in a bubble and then watch NXT in a bubble and don't watch either program. And it's like, no, people watch both. And they see Baron Corbin over here you know, winning, and they see him over here getting embarrassed. So it's mm-hmm. like, why is something's not – the math is not mathing. Fig, fig, figure <laughs> that out. <laughs> um. And I read something this past weekend about Baron Corbin, and it was actually a storyline I had forgotten about. Thank God I'd forgotten about it. Uh, but it was him and Roman Reigns, the whole dog food thing. Oh, yeah. He poured, quote-unquote, dog food all over Roman. He had him handcuffed to the ring post and yeah. poured him poured dog food all over him because he, he's like, you call yourself the big dog? You want to be the big dog? And then poured all this dog food on him. Yeah. And it's like and that's, there's 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 and there's the basis for the feud. It's like what is this? The attitude era? This like British Bulldog did the same thing to somebody back in the attitude era. Like the loser had to eat dog food or something, and he had a big can of dog food sitting on the announce table. And it's like Oh uh, this reminds me of a I watched a countdown yesterday from Cultaholic of the dumbest ways that feuds got started in wrestling. And there's one that wasn't on the uh, list that should have been on the list. The dog food thing with Corbin and to, Reigns. I have to go watch that video because I've seen that one. Let's see the Usos and um, the revival. Yeah. Oh um, God. Because they walked in and they were shaving each other's backs. That's yeah. how the feud started. Yeah. And then they give them this, you know, this Usi cream and it was like icy hot and, all the, it's like you have two of the best tag teams in the world. That's all you need. Have them go to the ring and put on a tag team classic. You don't need all this. Ugh. The problem and is they were Vince. they were audition they were playing to an audience of one, mm-hmm. which was Vince. Vince found it funny, so that's how it got on TV. Ha ha! That's good stuff. Yeah, and it's like just. Just stop. What a maneuver. <laughs> he was shaving his back, man. Yep. <laughs> I like yeah. that. Good stuff. Put it on TV. Now, did you sneeze near me? Get away from me. <laughs> yes, ladies and gentlemen, that's apparently a thing. Do not call for sneeze around Vince McMahon. Nope. Um, which, you know, he's going to have a movie made about him. You know that, right? Oh, like, yeah. Of course. Yeah. You know, uh, you can't help it. You hear all this this stuff happening outside the ring, and that's what I've told people. Is like, I mean, there's there's too much good stuff for him not to have a movie made. I mean, it's just yeah. he. I mean, the family's not going to like it because whoever gets the rights to do that movie, they're going they're going to put everything in it. You know what? I'll compare <laughs> I'll compare it to the Wolf of Wall Street. I really will. I watched that again a couple of days ago. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, I need to watch that. Yeah, yeah I need because, to watch that again. Yeah, I mean, granted, Jordan Belfort didn't start out at, at zero, you know, but he was they were, they were pretty. Um, you know, like middle class, middle middle class at best. Yeah, and then he, of course, you know, he 
you read the real story about him, the movie didn't even cover everything. Uh, mm-hmm. But the real story about him, you know, how he went and was making, um, when he was 26 years old, he made $49 million that one year, which made him mad yeah. because he was just three away from a million a week. Yeah. And, you know, um, but he was doing like all the drugs. and Oh, yeah. And he was messing around with all the women. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then he ended up going to jail for a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and and apparently he still hasn't paid all the money back that he's that he owes. I, I mean, he'll never pay be able to pay that back. It's oh, too much. Apparently he's not paid any of it back. Oh, oh <laughs> that's he hasn't the paid thing. A yeah. Maybe he, he's probably just like, nah, I'm not doing that. Yeah, probably. You know, so but I can see Vince, same thing. You know, mm-hmm. Vince who literally grew up in a trailer park and have like North Carolina, to all of a sudden he was a, a billionaire. Mm-hmm. And then it all started crumbling. Mm-hmm. And just like Jordan Belfort, he walked away, but then he said, I'm not leaving. Yeah, I'm not leaving. I'm not I'm leaving. Not leaving. So, yeah. Um of course, of course, all the people around Jordan Belfort in the movie were cheering that he wasn't leaving. And WWE people were like, please leave. Just go. Out the door. Out the door. Yeah, just just go. Right there. Right there. Yeah. Just go. Um the feds showed up, you know, and still they're yeah. So yeah. Um now I will say this, you know, kind of back on the talking about the bloodline themselves and them the fact that it just the bloodline just splintered. Um you had now you have two people, the twins, and uh, then their own brother and their own cousin mm-hmm. on the other side. Yep. Um and Paul Heyman is of course out with Roman. Yeah, you know, because he's the tribal chief. And now they're yeah. they're saying Rikishi is going to be making appearances. Mm, I can see that. Yep. Um, now, Sika, you know, Roman Reigns' dad, Sika, mm-hmm. um, if he does make an appearance, I don't know if he could really, because that dude, he's got to be like in his 70s now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and if you, have, if you haven't noticed, this is something that I found out earlier today about Roman. Roman... For now, is going to, when he's presented on TV or pay-per-view or whatever, he's going to have all three championship belts. I thought the whole point of that one belt was... Here is their logic, which is dumb, but their logic <laughs> is we have the new undisputed championship belt, a singular belt and everything, but we don't want to get rid of the continuity. We don't want to get rid of the lineage of the WWE championship or the universal championship. So by Roman carrying all three belts with him, he's got the undisputed title, but then we've still got the lineage of the other two belts. If you wanted to keep the lineage of the two belts, then just split them and you would have had it. Yes. That's all you had to do. And it's like, I get if they're going for like a belt collector type thing, kind of like AEW did with Kenny Omega when he was like, Impact, AEW, AAA champion. Okay. Uh, they did that same thing with Austin Aries um, when he was in Impact. He had the Impact World title, and he had multiple independent companies' world titles. Or Matt Cardona. He was taught, or Matt Cardona, yeah. Yep. If you want to go that route, that's fine. But don't say that it's we're trying to preserve the lineage of these other two championships. When the lineage is still there, for the one singular title that you just presented it to him. 
their their problem is once again they booked themselves into a corner because the WWE Championship is the oldest championship that they have. It is the pinnacle of world championships. That lineage doesn't need to die, but we introduced this new belt, so we want that lineage to go to the new belt without having to get rid of the old belt. It doesn't work that way. You either no. get, you're either all in with the new undisputed title, you either let Roman carry two belts, or you split the or you get rid of the universal title and keep the WWE title. Kind of like you know the, these two belts right behind me. Because the one on the bottom there, that is the big gold. It replaced the 10 pounds of gold mm-hmm. and the NWA. Now, granted, the NWA belt did come back when the NWA split back off or was split. They were forced yeah. to split off. So they yep. did bring it back. But mm-hmm. but that it was replaced by that. They didn't say, well, we're going to have two different belts at all at the same no. time. No. Nope. And they had uh, the only time WCW did that was when they officially went all in with WCW. Mm-hmm. They had the big gold belt and then they had the WCW title that I call it the Vader title. Cause that was the most important person that had that belt. He had it three times. I never liked that belt, but Ron Simmons and Vader had that belt. So I'm okay with it. Uh, but they had the big gold belt and they had the WCW title. They are, they had every intention of using the big gold belt. So Sting had it. Flair had the WCW title. They had a unification match. Flair wins both titles. They retire the WCW title, the old, the other WCW title, and went with the big gold belt. That's Yeah, because I think they were calling like the WCW like international title or something. Yeah, because uh, Sting had had it. Rick Rude had had it. I think Rick Rude had had it twice. And um, but yeah, they were calling it like the the international championship, world championship, or something. And it's like, but they were like, we got to get back to this belt because this is the belt everybody knows and likes, and nobody likes this belt. So we'll move over here. By the way, Sika is seventy eight. Yeah, the last time that Sika was on, I remember that he, I saw him on pay per view, was. Night of Champions. And Night of Champions 2020, where mm-hmm. Roman beat Jay. And, they, and him and, and Alpha brought out the... Him the and Alpha, yeah, they brought out the lays and put... Um, Sika put the lay on Roman. Okay, Money in the Bank, July 1st. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go ahead and say we will probably more than likely have a prediction preview... For that one because money in the banks that's a, that one's kind of like the rumble and the elimination oh, yeah. chamber it, it's yeah. fun to try to pre- make predictions on those yeah it's fun to try to figure out you know try to predict who's going to win it i like i said i'll discuss it more when we do the prediction show the pre the preview but i still think la Knight should win i agree um and i think damien priest will actually be if it if it's not la Knight, i could see giving it to priest but then again like i said priest actually he doesn't need it yet. He's actually mm-hmm. okay without it. Uh, and it's not that LA Knight necessarily needs it, but like you said, right now he's the hottest thing since sunburn. Yeah, exactly. So it's like strike while the iron's hot. Yep. Uh, they're not going to, 
Sammy and I don't even know who's actually in the Money in the Bank match. Let me look. Um, uh, da, 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 da. Let me see. They're talking about adding, I think, three more matches. They may have Sammy and Kevin defend against the against Imperium because that's the feud that they've got ah. going on right now. Well, Ooh. no, 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 no. Take that back because Pretty Deadly just won the number one contendership on SmackDown. Uh, on Friday, so it may be pretty deadly versus Owens and Zayn for the tag titles at the pay-per-view. Hmm. Well, that'd be all right. <laughs> I mean, I'd that'd rather right. see. I'd, I'd rather, rather see Imperium. Imperium. Yeah, I'd rather see Imperium. They're the better team, but I um, don't know. I mean, because and, and you know, with Imperium, it, that'll be another one of those them and the brawling brutes that. Actually, you know, I think Imperium versus Brawling Brutes again, because that's just going to be a brutal match. Mm -hmm. I just enjoy yep. watching. Yes. Um, Absolutely. But I'm looking right now on Wikipedia page, and we know Wikipedia is always right. Uh, for the men's uh, Money in the Bank, Ricochet, Shinsuke Nakamura, L.A. Knight, Santos Escobar, Butch, and Damian Priest. Yep. Um, wow. Uh, the women. Zelina Vega, Becky Lynch, Zoe Stark, Bailey, or versus Bailey or Shotzi versus Io Sky versus Raquel Rodriguez or Trish Stratus. Please don't let it be Trish Stratus. We don't need to see Trish back in there. Yeah, we don't. It's tarnishing here, her her legacy. Seriously. Here, here's the thing with the women's. I could see them giving it to Becky because it goes with Becky's legacy so to speak she's won both women's titles the tag title a rumble match and you know she could win money in the bank i think eo sky should win money in the bank they're already teasing dissension and damage control anyway because dakota mm -hmm. kai is out injured she's going to be out for a while uh, i think it was a maybe a torn acl i'm not sure never fun um Bailey has been like trying to help EO Sky win her matches and have been it's backfiring and EO keeps losing. Ah, uh, that's so, one of those lines. One of those. Yes. Yeah, so they've got that going. I could see Bailey costing EO the I could see EO getting to the top and having her hand on the briefcase and Bailey coming up and costing her because, you know, Bailey's in it because. Of course she is. Of course she is. Because <laughs> yeah. it's Bailey. You can have Bailey or Shotzi. Nothing against Shotzi, but Bailey's a smarter move with the storyline going on with her and EO. Then you've got Becky and Zoe Stark who are feuding because Zoe Stark is, you know, Trisha's proxy. And so I could see Zoe Stark costing um costing Becky the briefcase. So then that leaves that really leaves the field wide open. Wow. Um, I will say I'm very glad they've been giving Zelina Vega a pretty good push lately. Yeah, me too. Yep. Um, I think she definitely uh she she deserved that a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Yep. You no, know, um now I know they were kinda holding off because you know what? She was not lying about you know, some of the issues that were going on in mm -hmm. WWE at the time and we even had a episode talk about those issues and that you can always find in our archives, mm -hmm. you know, in, in, in any audio platform that you can think of. We're there. If we're not there, let us know. And we will try to do what we can to get ourselves added. But, you know, some of the other matches so far, Cody against Dominic, uh, that'll be 
I think that'll be a good match. Um, oh yeah, that'd be good. Uh, Seth and Finn Balor. Good match. Uh, which, yeah, and Finn, you know, he's still harboring, you know, from when he was the first Universal Champion, and Seth, you know, hurt his shoulder like mm-hmm. the very next night, or no, that night actually, wasn't it? It was. It's during the match. Yeah, during the match. Yeah. Um, I I personally think the buckle bomb ought to be banned because the person receiving it is prone and they cannot protect themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, then the bloodline against the bloodline, yeah. <laughs> the bloodline against the other half of the bloodline. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I um yeah the the bloodline civil war tag team match which is called a grudge match. I mean, what's going to be so different about that? Kind of like yeah. that. That weird Mountain Dew whatever match that Bray Wyatt was in. Uh, yeah, that pitch black match. Yeah, and, which was only done to permit promote pitch black Mountain Dew. I mean, because the match made no sense, and I didn't even have pitch black Mountain Dew. Yeah, you know, I I just I I didn't want to have it after that. <laughs> you know, especially if they don't make it in a diet form. But yeah. um, uh, before we go, I will give one kind of thing that Dwayne and I have been talking about with the show, and we are actually going to need other people's assistance with this because, holy crap, I've been doing a lot of research and I have not even scratched the surface on, <laughs> you know, um, we got inspired after the episode where we had, uh, Mike Bink and Inferno from Finisher Wrestling uh, on the show and. We talked about having Mike and Dwaylen on just doing trivia because, oh my God, Mike was very impressive. Oh, extremely you know, knowledgeable. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, yes. And I said, I'm going to have a show with just them and I'm just going to kick back and eat popcorn and just <laughs> facilitate, just, you know, click buttons, making sure, you know, that I'll just be the, the, just the producer for that show. But, but, you know, since then, we've actually had the idea of, adding a trivia element to the show. And that would mean we would, uh, we've thought about different things, you know, one called, you know, Stump Dwaylen. Uh, <laughs> so if anybody wants to, to have the challenge of coming on and, and Stump and Dwaylen, now we haven't figured out, okay, are these, if, if it's something like that, I don't think it would be questions I would come up with just for the sake of, um, yeah, yeah, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Just to make sure it's on the up and up. I mean, mm-hmm. um, yeah, just keep everything fair. Yeah, yeah, just keep everything fair. So the the person would be coming on, asking the questions. You know, um, now I could do the research to to verify mm-hmm. um, the integrity. That's what I'm looking for. There you go. Yeah, just integrity. So I wouldn't, you know, because if anybody would say, "Well, what are you doing? You're doing the question," you know. Well, because I don't, and don't be rude. But <laughs> exactly, yeah. So, but I do have a. Uh, we're we're trying to think of some good categories. You know, the format. Do we do it like a Jeopardy type format? Do um, I've actually thought of. Okay, there's there's could be some things where I'd say um, there's been so many of this. Um, I'm trying to think of something. Like I'll give something generic that's not wrestling okay name me the countries in south america right you know it's something like that and boom 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 until one person until they're either all named or mm-hmm. you know one person is out which by yeah. the way I'm, I'm i'm actually looking at a globe right now that's why I even said that. <laughs> um 
there's a globe sitting right there. It's right there. And, and so I'm looking at like, you know, Brazil, Peru, Bolivia, Colombia, Venezuela. Got, man, there's a lot of countries in South America. Um, yeah, but there's also some countries in Central America, you know, between Mexico and Colombia. And yep. so there, that'd be the kicker. But it'd be something like that. Um, and And I've even thought of like other kind of categories which i'm not even going to tell Dwaylon what the categories are yet right um because we could but see because we could also have people come on against each other mm-hmm. you know in that case now i would be letting Dwaylon know okay here's what i yeah. have you know what you think but if Dwaylon's going to be one of the contestants i wouldn't do that right you know? um because i wouldn't want anybody to question the integrity of that you know right. and i get it yeah. i mean just to make sure everything is you know, on the up and up. Um, but y'all don't understand. I would definitely let Dwell into the questions and answers and whatever money he wins, we split. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, we don't want anything like that. Uh, we've, we've actually thought about actual prizes. Um, maybe don't know what yet, because I mean, you do get people want to have an incentive to come on. We yeah. could have like a tournament. Yeah. You know, so, but if anybody is interested, because I have actually pitched this idea to a few people and they say, in fact, while we were recording the show, I got a text message from our good friend, Ted, and cause I had actually told him about it earlier and us, and he said, that'd be a good idea. You know, <laughs> so we have the endorsement of Ted and that yeah. to me means, you know what, we got to do it now. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, you know, so in fact, I think Ted would be a excellent uh, contestant. Mm-hmm. I do too. Yep. So, um, and we've just from doing this podcast and uh, collaborating with other podcasters, and then just meeting people in general who who don't have their own podcast, but they listen to our podcast. They listen to Ted's. They listen to uh, BC and J. They listen to Finisher Wrestling. They listen to the Dad World Order. There's a couple other guys who could who could be on, and they can knock it out. Um, you know, we know it would be a lot of fun. You know, so um, if anybody is interested in coming on doing that, or if you have category ideas, or if maybe you don't want to be on, you just want to contribute a question, let us know. Let at mm-hmm. least one of us know. Email the show, armchairbookingpodcast at gmail.com. Um, hit us up on our on the socials, you know, on um, Twitter. It's at Booking Armchair. Hit Dwayne up at fat underscore daddy 73. And let us know what you think. Any ideas you want to throw our way? Because we're uh, we like this idea, but we also realize that it's a huge idea, and it's going to take other people, yeah, to help us out. Because it can't just be me and Dwayne throwing questions at each other every week. Because eventually, <laughs> we'd run out of out of stuff. So yeah, yeah. Um, but, plus it gives it plus it gives like fresh eyes and everything, and it does it it lets you know more people being the more people that are involved the more interesting it'll be. Yep. So uh, that's actually all I have for today's episode. Uh, my friend, do you have anything else? No, no, not today. Yep. So, all right. So we actually recording this a little bit earlier in the day. So mm-hmm. uh, that's what happens when, you know, you don't have jobs. Yeah. <laughs> so what um, happens, but it gives you a little more time to kind of move things up in the day. Yep. So, uh, but until we can actually talk again, hopefully we'll be recording again on Thursday. We'll see. So yeah. until then, I'll just have to say, see ya and God bless. God bless. <laughs> <laughs>